Sir Winston Churchill said that success is going from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. My name is Charles Simpson Sr. and this is the Journey to Destiny podcast where my goal is to encourage you to know that it's not about having it all together, but it's about stepping into your purpose with faith in God leading you along the way. From balancing your 9 to 5 job, family time, and more, stepping into your purpose won't be easy, but I hope that following my journey will encourage you to step into yours. Let's get into it. What's going on? Happy Friday. It is Theology Friday. We're going to jump right into it. A little later recording. I'm actually uh, recording on my commute home instead of my commute to work. Um, But, you know, we're still going to get it in. Monday through Friday podcast, being consistent. So, first let me get to the definition of theology. All right, Theology literally means, the definition is um, the study of the nature of God. The study... To the studying of the nature of God. Paraphrased it, go to Merriam-Webster, Merriam-Webster, you'll see the same thing. But it's the study of the nature of God. So people sometimes say, oh, you know, people want theology. You just, you just, all you just focus on the Bible, no relationship, or that's just Pharisee talk. <laughs> but the problem is that if I say God is blank, God is good, God is evil, God is sometimey. I mean, whatever you want to say, that's theology. Why? Because you're talking about the nature of God. I can say God is Jesus Christ. God is the Father. God is the Son. God is, God is Buddha. God, I mean, you could say whatever the God is. There's only one God. But the fact is, is, when now when you describe that God, that's theology. Okay? And we're all called to be theologians. Second Timothy says that um, um, all Scripture is God-breath. All Scripture is breathed out by God. God gave the Scripture to holy men and wrote it down. Okay? Here it is. Like I said, <laughs> the best way is if I write a paper, if I write a, if I write a book, whether I type it or handwrite it, does the computer or the pen get credit for that book? No. The author gets credit. God is the author. And he used men as his pen to craft out who he is. So, anyway, I won't go too deep into that. But yes, we are all called to be theologians. If you're not studying your Bible, who are you truly calling God? If you're a professing Christian, then you know, you know without a doubt, that that desire to study his complete nature is truly there. So, let's get into it. And that kind of jumps into what we're going to talk about today. And one thing I want to talk about is those... I'm seeing a lot of messages lately um, when it comes to, you know, God as um, a genie or, <laughs> you know, making all these things just go on. Like, I mean, there's one Kenneth Copeland, somebody made a post. Kenneth Copeland was saying... He made a Twitter post about the Florida, the hurricanes, and said, Hurricane, I punch you in the eye in the name of Jesus to keep on moving. And see, see, that's the kind of stuff that has infected God's word. Because, see, there is a what they call prosperity gospel, name it and claim it, word of faith. None of it's biblical. You can't take one scripture. I mean, the people will say, well, God's 
came that you can have life and life more abundantly. See, that's why he wants me to be rich. Context. See, the fact is, is if we're not studying our word, then we're only listening to the, the, the false teachings of men. Or I'm sorry, not the false teachings. We're only listening to taking men's, men's uh, um, advice, basically. Because you can't say you're studying God's word because you're not studying it. You're listening to the message and you're going, home, going on about your life. But we're called to seek ye first the kingdom. You know, seek God first. And how do we know? You know, it says test, test every spirit. Not every spirit comes from God. How do we test every spirit? Every spirit... Sorry, you test every spirit to know if it's from God, it'll align with God's word. Let me first, before I go into it, okay? I'm, I'm driving and I'm, I'm not fully focused, but let me make sure this is clear. I will be one, the first one to tell you, I'm humbly open to correction. See, one sign of good fruits that you know in someone that is truly in Christ, they have a heart posture towards correction. They'll heed correction. Even if they don't necessarily agree with it at that time, They'll say, hey, I appreciate you sharing this with me. I'm going go to the, go to the word of God and prayer for more understanding. Perfectly fine. That person doesn't have to be the clarity, point of clarity for you. But the fact is, is when you're in Christ, you're not combative. You're not fighting these things. You know what I'm saying? And it's not perfection. Let me get it right. But there is a line that's drawn where they're like, this point on, you are a servant of the Holy Spirit. This point back, you were a slave to sin, carnal desires, the fleshly living. But there's no mixing of that line. When you're born again and changed, that line is very clear. And it's very clear in your heart of knowing what he's changed in you. Um, so anyway, but I say all that to say, if anything I ever get wrong, and I'm, I'll be one another one to be very transparent. I'll call, I, am, I will have no problem saying I'm a babe in Christ. I've been in church and played church my entire life, but only as of March of 2018, the Holy Spirit has fully changed me, fully changed me and given me a heart of flesh and removed my heart of stone. So I'll gladly say I'm a babe in Christ. I'm 35 years young at the time of recording this. Say young because I, I still feel young. I, my, body, my, body, my body feel old, older. But, you know, I'm 35. I'm going to run with 35, and that's what I am. That's what's on my birth certificate. It's on my driver's license. But, um, and, and, and God is sovereign. You know, a lot of people think, well, I've just been going to church my whole life. I'm good. God is sovereign. He could take a 12-year-old, give him the Holy Spirit that an 80-year-old has been in their, their church their whole life has never felt. God is sovereign. He does what he wants, how he wants, and whenever, and whenever, however he wants to do it. You know what I'm saying? And the fact is, is he is not a respecter of persons, meaning that he'll change whoever he wants at a time that he wants. You know, some people have a Paul situation where they're just going about their business. I hate you, God. Bam. Woo. God, I feel your love. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Just like that. He can do it. And then some people, it's a gradual change. But the thing is, is no matter who he's working in, they know that it is not by their own doing. So anytime... Um, if I got something wrong or something out of context or something, please let me know. There's love and correction. I find love and correction. So please, please, please correct me in love with the word of God, not your opinion. Not your opinion. Correct me in love with the word of God. That is the only way we edify each other. 
2 Timothy, all, all scriptures got breath. 2 Timothy 4 and 2, preach the word, be ready in season, out of season, to correct, reproof, you know, all these things. Is God, words, the word of God is the truth, not our opinion. So let's get into it. One thing we're noticing is a lot, I'm noticing a lot of folks that are, when it comes to, to we'll say, Nicodemus, okay, let me go to John 3 and 3. So Nicodemus, um, Nicodemus, one of the Pharisees, and he's actually one of the, the religious leaders, so he was like a Pharisee of Pharisee. And there was a little humility there with him and Jesus. But see, Jesus read his mind because he said, I've done all this. You know, how could I get into heaven? And Jesus, of course, being God, clothed in humanity, knew and read his mind and said in the third, in the, um, in the, because uh, um, Nicodemus said, you know, Rabbi, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. Jesus read his mind. And then in, in verse three, he says, Jesus replied, I tell you truth, I tell you the truth. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. And see, born again like Nicodemus, so many people today have that same issue. They have that same issue when it comes to being born again. Because see, when you talk to them about things like repentance and faith and, you know, the Holy Spirit, their problem is that they'll say, okay, yeah, the Holy Spirit's doing this. <clears throat> One thing they never can... Can, can understand is the tangible change the Holy Spirit does. And see, the Bible says clearly when you are changed um, through the baptism of the Spirit, let me go back because I'm all over the place, but what happens is that there's a big thing that's going around in a lot of churches called the sinner's prayer, okay? And a sinner's prayer is basically a prayer that says, repeat after me, I am a sinner, God come into my life, make me whole. And then after that, if you said that, God has come into your life. And we've all been there. No matter, really no matter, the, well, Pentecostal, Apostolic, Baptist, those are all the ones I'm used to. Um, even some non-denominationals. They'll do the sinner's prayer. It's not biblical. The Bible says, repent. Turn to Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Be baptized by the water for the Repent, Acts 2.38. Repent, every one of you. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. But what is the first thing it's telling us to do is repent. And see, the repentance is nothing that we can wake up and just do. Yes, we can be obedient to turn from things, but complete repentance is not of our own. It is only our helpmate that is the Holy Spirit that gives us complete repentance. And, and once again, repentance for, for those that don't know, repentance means turn a direction. So I'm going one way, hit a 180, go back the other way. That's when it comes to sin. That's when it comes to that warning. See, the thing is, sin is first led in by temptation. So temptation is, I don't need to do that. I shouldn't do that. And then, oh, I did it. God, I'm sorry. I don't need to do that. I shouldn't do that. Uh, I did it anyway. Oh, God, I'm sorry. That's not repentance. See, the repentance the Holy Spirit gives us, as, it's, as it mentions in, um, I'm trying to look it up here, 
can't find the scripture. Yes, but what is it? Hebrews? Yeah, I can't find my scripture now. But the thing is, is when you have it, um, when you're fully changed by the power of the Holy Spirit, the Bible says that you are given a heart of flesh and that heart of stone is, is gone. You are a new creation. That old man is gone. And see, that's not by our own doings. We're saved by grace through what? Faith. It is by his grace that we're saved so that no man can boast. So if I think as I'm saying I'm working out, I'm working. And of course, people will take things like work out your own salvation. And they'll take a couple of them, but negate the rest of the scriptures. The Bible specifically says that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth. He will send his spirit, his helper to lead us. Not us being able to enact any level of righteousness on our own. We're dead in sin until he changes our hearts. And there's a lot of people, unfortunately, they'll just give a good word and they'll say, you know, God is, you know, just keep pushing through. God is going to make that thing happen for you. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says repent. Turn from your ways. And see, the problem is repentance is exactly what God has said. You need to deny yourself. Crucify the flesh. Deny yourself. I mean, you have to die to self. And nobody wants to hear that. Why? Because I love myself. I'm self-righteous. Think about that. If the Bible says that, that there's no good in any of us, then how can we sit here and think that there's, there's good? I mean, even Jesus said, don't call me good. Only my Father in heaven is good. And of course, he is God wrapped in humanity. But at that time, he was flesh. I mean, he was... He was, he was human like us. He could be tempted. And if he could be tempted, then that means he was not perfect. Um, a lot to unpack there. Don't, don't dig deep. Then we get on the, the mysteries of the Trinity. And at that point, we're just kind of skipping stones and making assumptions. But Jesus said, I am, not per I am not good. Only my Father in heaven is good. So the fact is, how can we call ourselves good? Just keep pushing. You're going to make it. And a lot of people, unfortunately, they'll say, well, it's stages to this. Well, let me know what those stages are, because once again, if the Bible is the sole source of truth, then everything about our relationship with God can always be uh, found in the foundation, be in his word. If it's not biblical, run from it. Run from it. it if it's not biblical, run from it. And the fact is, is we can't sit here and be professing Christians. I'm a Christian because I was born and raised in the church. I'm a Christian because my, my mom was a Sunday school. I'm a Christian because my dad's a pastor. I'm a Christian because my great-grandma, you know, used to always sing hymns on Sunday. That is not how this relationship works. Oh, relationship. Yeah. Think about that for a minute. If my, if I had a brother, I don't have a brother, I have a sister, but if I had a brother... And he was married, and then my sister-in-law's sister, I wanted to marry her, or I wanted a relationship with her. But I said, well, because my brother's married to your sister, I think we should be good to go. Would that make sense? No, it wouldn't, because it doesn't. See, our relationship with Jesus Christ comes by our own doing. Uh, as far as what we have to stand for for him alone, we have to stand to him alone and um, we can't go through others for that relationship. 
So, to be born again, what does that look like? It is a tangible change that takes place. And if it's not one that you can pinpoint to say, this is when he changed me, then I would say, the Bible also says in 2 Corinthians, examine yourself to see if you're truly in the faith. The Bible tells us that. Examine yourself. And if you feel like you're good, that's kind of a red flag. Because we're never good. Even as born-again believers and followers of Jesus Christ, we're never good. Because once again, we're still sinners. We're not sinners because we sin. We sin because we're sinners. And even as born-again believers, we're still sinners. We're just sinners, sinners being sanctified by the power of the Holy Spirit. There's a difference. There's a difference. So... The fact is, is we look at it in a way where a lot of folks that are professing Christians, you know, we're seeing a lot of things now of universal love. We're seeing things like, man, just love people. Where's the love? But see, I'm going to say it. I've said it once. I'm going to say it over and over. Love with no correction is no love at all. Love with no correction is no love at all. Um... And there's a lot of people, unfortunately, that believe that way. Uh, I remember hearing a Pew Research. For one, it said 70% of America identifies as Christian. Okay, 70%, 7-0 identifies as Christian. So take that into accountability for a second. But then there was another research that said they, they did a little sample set of professing Christians. And out of that 100% that they interviewed for saying they're a Christian, 53% basically identified as not reading their Bible daily, if not weekly. They've read a few scriptures here and there, but they don't know God's word. So how, how I may ask, do you know you're Christian without knowing the complete nature of God who makes us Christian? Or basically being given, given his spirit and, and that we become Christians. We are new, born-again believers in Christ, adopted into His church. How do you not know about God, the Father, Son, and how the Holy Spirit, three entities, one God, how do you know who God is if you have no idea about His Word? So when I was born again, I actually, the biggest thing I felt remorse for and prayed to God for was saying, God, please forgive me for giving myself a title that I had no right or authority to give myself. Because the fact is, is we're not Christians by choice. We're by his will. You know, John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through the Son. In John 6 and 44, John 6 and 44, um, Jesus says, no man comes to me, Jesus, unless the Father who draws them. So the fact is, is conviction at the heart, when your heart is postured and you, you understand the brokenness of sin, when you understand that pain, that is the conviction of the heart. And at that point, God is saying, turn to me. You're broken by your own doing." your hurts, your pains, and all these things that you're going through are by your choices. Turn to me, and I will give you rest. 
And when we hear the gospel, that lets us know that there's no good in any of us. There's no good. The Bible says that our good is nothing but minstrel rags, dirty rags. The Bible, you know, the King James says, I believe King James says minstrel rags. <laughs> and, and, and if you're an adult listening to this, hopefully you, you know what this means. We know what minstrel means. That is foul. But that's the description that was given to say, look, ain't no good in any of us. Only good that may come through us is through the, the, the relationship with Jesus Christ and the, the Holy Spirit that leads us to that. And if you have no relationship, no true relationship with Jesus Christ, then there's definitely no good in you. And there's still no good in us. So that's pretty much it. Um, like I said, one thing I'm going to start doing um, with these, I'm going to make sure that I go somewhere and just kind of sit because I, I don't want I don't want these to be rushed. I can do a lot of the other days um, of the podcast driving um, when it comes to God's word. I need I want to make sure I'm focusing so I can hit hit what needs to be done. So please forgive me for this episode um, kind of all over the place. The message that I wanted to kind of convey on um, and I'm, of course, driving, so I'm focusing on driving, but. I hope something was gotten was received out of this. Um, you know, God is not a, just some genie that we can just rub the lamp and, you know, get all the blessings and wishes. He did not pour his blood out on Calvary so that we can have our best life now. He poured his blood out on Calvary because he loved each and every one of us. He did this because we knew the wrath of sin. I mean, the, the wages of sin is death. For God to be righteous, for the Father... To be righteous and all good, he has to punish each and every one of us that's not. And the fact is, is that we deserve his wrath because we've been disobedient. And it's by our federal head who is Adam. We are all descendants of Adam. And we've all been cursed since that time. Um, but the fact is, there is, there is, there is, there is, um, there is hope in the name of Jesus Christ. There is a solution. He is the way and the truth. No matter of the, the pain or the, uh, the, the doubt Satan wants to put on your heart and saying that, look, the, the sins I've committed are too big for, me, for him to forgive. Those are lies. No matter what your sin may be, all sins are weighed the same. All sins are, are God cringes at those things. But the fact is, is Jesus Christ loved us enough to pour out his blood. And if you cry out to Jesus for forgiveness, he will come in and forgive you and make you whole. So don't let today or tomorrow, don't let today go by without, you know, thinking over your life. You're guilty. You know, we have the Ten Commandments, which is our compass of our levels of good. You know, lying, stealing, adultery. Oh, I, I've never been an adulterer, but you looked on someone with lust, right? You're guilty of adultery. Well, I've never murdered anyone, but you've hated someone before, right? You're guilty of murder. You've taken the Lord's name in vain and said, like, maybe OMG or something, you know, all of these things God has told us not to do, we do. Because there's no good in any of us. We can't keep from sinning by ourselves. But the fact is, is Jesus Christ will give you rest. I'm a living testimony of that. Um, you have to call out to forgiveness and in repentance and faith. It's not just some chant, the sinner's prayer. It is a heart's posture for saying, God, I'm tired of doing things my way. I want to do them your way. I don't know what that looks like, but please Please come into me. Make me whole. And I will follow you. 
and it calls repentance. It's going to cost every fiber of who you are, turning from those those sins. If you got, you know, they say the sum total of five friends that you do life with, and if those five friends are all doing dirt, let them five friends go. They're not worth you standing in an eternal damnation over. If you're sitting there doing, if you got a job that's leading you to stumble, leave that job. If you're in a relationship, not married, and that relationship is causing you to stumble, leave that relationship. God wants our all and he's worthy of it. But I guarantee you, if your heart is postured towards, towards feeling the guilt and the shame of your actions, cry out to him for forgiveness. And he will make you whole. And you will get new life. And that new life, I tell you every day, it is never, it is never ending, changing, uh, wonderful of seeing his love. So I'm going to leave it at that. Once again, I apologize because I wanted to be more focused and intentional on these um, Theology Fridays. Um, but I got to I, I make sure what I'll start doing is either on my lunch break or maybe early in the morning, I'll just get up, record it, and have it focused. Because I do. this is a very serious moment when, it, when we go into God's Word. I want it to be structured in an order so that it's not leaving you like, well, okay, what about that? What about this? You know. So anyway... Um, have a blessed weekend. Uh, you know, get some things done. Relax, enjoy family, all that good stuff. And then I'll talk to you. Talk to you on Monday. Thank you for listening to the Journey to Destiny podcast. I hope that the content is applicable and encourages you to step into your purpose. I would love to hear from you, so please connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at csimpsonjtd. Visit my website at csimpsonjtd.com or email me at charles at csimpsonjtd.com. I have a heart to educate, so please feel free to reach out with any questions that you may have about this journey or leveraging technology when it comes to your purpose. Until the next episode, talk to you soon.